Hello and welcome to the News Roundup from FITV. I'm Paula Fomes. And I'm Hannah Newton. Coming up on this week's programme, news from court this week, MLA's off to New York and the last in the series on peat wetlands. In an Executive Council paper released at the end of January, funds were requested to maintain the King Edward Memorial Hospital to a satisfactory standard. The hospital has been deteriorating significantly for a long time and, according to the Exco paper, could be said to be in a state of disrepair. A number of reports from external professional consultants have highlighted that the electrical system, the water system and the building fire safety system are inadequate or defective. Urgent attention and funding is needed to bring the building back to a usable condition. Five months on from that critical Exco paper and after a Legionella bacteria had been found in the hospital, we spoke to MLA Ian Hansen, who holds the portfolio for health, to ask how the work was going. It is not in the hospital, the building itself is not in a good condition. It's an old building and the more that we delve into trying to fix electrics, fire doors, etc., uh, the more we find. Um, but it's not all doom and gloom. Uh, the, the teams up there, the PWD, the, uh, the hospital engineers, and of course the uh, hospital manager and her team, they're all working together and somehow keeping it together. But because it, it's quite a complicated issue because you have, for instance, uh, People have to be drilling through concrete to get things done and whatever. But you also have to keep aware of the you know, patient's needs. So there's a lot of juggling going on, to be honest. And I think that the people who are involved just need so much credit. There's still a lot to do, an awful lot to do. I, I won't, I won't to pretend it's, it's all going to be easy. Uh, but they are yeah, they're keeping it going. And they are progressing with different uh, issues at a time. But each issue, and we call them strands, I think there are about eight strands we have. And one starts off with, you know, for instance, moving, it might be simple, something simple as moving a wash basin, but that leads on to something else. And then it, 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 everything follows on from everything else. But yeah, well, uh, it's, it's progressing, but slowly and I guess sometimes painfully for those working at it. Ben Hoyles appeared in the Magistrates Court on Tuesday morning for an application to vary a restraining order. Mr Hoyles was issued with the order on March the 17th of this year after he was found guilty on two charges of threatening behaviour in February. After hearing legal submissions from both the applicant and the respondent, Senior Magistrate Mrs Sarah Whitby agreed to vary the restraining order to allow some time for Mr Hoyles to use the pool, namely lunch times and family sessions, and also one day of the weekend, but she did not agree for him to use the pool on bank holidays. The trial of Sibongale Maparanga began in the summary court on Wednesday morning. The court heard how Miss Maparanga had abused her position as a customer services assistant at the West Store by serving her sister and then cancelling the transaction. The justices of the peace found Miss Maparanga guilty and she was ordered to pay a £90 fine, £133.10 in compensation to FIC and ordered to pay the court costs of £200. Pensions have been a point of contention in the Falkland Islands recently, with the budget not allowing for an increase. 
We spoke to MLA Roger Spink about why the decision was made. There is a, a review coming up at the end of this year, which gives us an opportunity to look again at the pension fund and the ability of the government to increase pensions and how that could be done. But it would have to be done with a combination of FIG increasing their contribution, employers and employees increasing their contributions, um, or increasing the date at which people retire, which has also been done over the last few years, as you'll, you'll know. Just recently, we've increased the retirement age from 64 to 65, and it's the government's policy at the moment that every 10 years that will be increased by another year. And this is because the affordability of paying pensions to people um, is getting more and more difficult around the world. MLA's Mark Pollard and Leona Roberts were in New York for the current C24 conference. They both spoke to the committee about sovereignty and self-determination for the Falkland Islands. MLA Roberts said in her speech, At the heart of it all, we are our own people, Falkland Islanders, Kelpers and deeply proud to be so. You can watch the C24 speeches online via the United Nations Web TV website. Portsmouth City Council have been in discussions over whether to formalise sister city status with the Falkland Islands. In a Portsmouth Council cabinet meeting on Tuesday, the councillors backed plans which they hope will bring closer political and educational ties as well as helping to boost jobs. The Falkland Islands have joined an international network of fisheries enforcement agencies as a member state. The International Monitoring, Control and Surveillance Network is an informal arrangement which brings together enforcement, expertise, skills and resources in a global network to help combat illegal, unreported and unregulated fishing. In a press release, Director of Natural Resources Dr Andrea Clawson said... We look forward to working with the team as we share intelligence and learn lessons in this critical area of fisheries management. The annual meeting of the rural business community, known as Farmers Week, will take place this year in the first week of July. The Rural Business Association has organised the event, which will feature updates and exhibitions from local businesses and organisations. Non-members are welcome to attend the events for a daily fee, whilst the three-hour expo is free and open to the public. We spoke to Chair of the RBA, Lewis Clifton, about the upcoming event. Many years ago, uh, the meetings week, as was then, was mainly a, a negotiation between employee, and there were many employees in, the, in, in camp then, and the employers. Um, uh, through the trade union arrangement. Um, uh, but today it's about uh, pooling ideas, knowledge. It's about seeking uh, opportunity to put issues to those who govern um, uh, and those who deliver services. It's the fourth and final part of our series on the peat and wetlands project. Ollie goes to the front line on Tea Island to witness the battleground of plant species and investigate their peat habitats. He spoke to co-owner of Tea Island, Dion Ponce, and also David Higgins, who is the peat and wetlands officer for Falklands Conservation. Welcome to Tea Island, an island owned by the Beaver Group and the fourth island on our peat and wetlands investigation project with Falklands Conservation. We packed up our things from Saddle Island and made the journey to Tea Island, which has been grazed in the past, but is now left to its own devices. Tea Island um, 
that used to be grey, stocked and grazed. Um, they took the livestock off in the late 70s, I believe. Um, hasn't had anything on it since we've been here. We go and visit occasionally, um, but otherwise we're just, it's just being kept as is to restore the land. There is evidence of human interaction with the collapsed peat shed present. With our wellies sanitised almost immediately disembarking, the first task at hand was to extract a soil bulk density sample to work out the carbon capture. So it's quite an easy process, bevelled end into the soil first, just there, and then we just basically hammer it in until the top edge is flush with the soil. And then I'll lever it out with this. One of the problems with this soil here is it's really loose and friable, which suggests to me that this has been cleared of vegetation at some point in the past, and this soil has blown in, and now we're just starting to get vegetation regrowing on it. So this sample probably won't work too well because it may just all fall out, but actually. It's not too bad. If I just clear that there. And then once we've bagged it, we'll label it, we'll take it to the labs and we'll we'll process that up at DOA. The sample is then weighed and dried and weighed again. And it's this difference that tells us the overall moisture content of the soil. The dried weight is also divided by the volume to give the bulk density of the soil. The sample is then finally incinerated and that difference in weight will give the carbon content. Nearer the shores you see large boxwood grass stands, and as you move inland these get smaller as the wind is pushing their advance inland. One of the things we're very interested in here is, is what invertebrates are associated with this and what the soil type associated with this is. We know from work on Hummock Island that there's a huge number of invertebrates associated with boxwood, so the significance of plants like this is that once the roots take hold, you'll start that peat forming process again and the roots themselves will start binding the soil together and reduce the impacts of erosion. For David, it has been a successful initial trip, especially regarding the habitats. So I think the, the ultimate conclusion of this island is it's one of the best boxwood habitats that we're seeing in the Falklands on the offshore islands. There's other places like Cummock Island and Stats Island behind us that have got good boxwood stands as well, but this one's up there is one of the best. Thanks to Falklands Conservation for inviting us on the island trip, as well as Will Darwin for assistance in filming, and Kerry and Greg for their hospitality on board their boat, the Saoirse. The Darts League was back after a two-week break and not much change in the table. Tons of Bull and the Bottlers have won their games 13-2 and 11-4 respectively, meaning both have moved up on the table. Tons of Bull that is now in fifth place and Bottlers move into seventh. No changes at the bottom or the top of the table and Otto's Outlaws keep that number one spot. That's it for this week's news roundup. If you would like to subscribe to FITV, you can watch the KTV broadcasts or online through our website, fitv.co.fk. Alongside this news roundup, we also produced a light-hearted look at the week in our podcast, Meanwhile in the Falklands, which is also available on Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud. Join us next time. Goodbye. <laughs>